God bless you. And thank you for another tuning in to another episode of Struggles, Strength, and Success Podcast. I am your host, Evangelist Sharon Thomas. And we are here today. We want to thank you for tuning in. Amen. We thank you for joining us on today. And we are excited about our special guest that we have all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Amen. And so listen, we want you to join in. We want you to share this broadcast. We want you to tag your friends and tag the people that you love, tag your family. And we have a special guest and we have a special episode today about domestic violence. And so we have a special guest. She's all the way from Detroit, Michigan. She has been married for 12 years. Amen. Come on, y'all. We need to give God some praise for that. 12 years. Amen. And she has 13 children and five grandchildren. Amen. Ain't that a blessing? Amen. And she loved doing praise and worship. She's a praise and worship singer. Amen. And she has been through some trauma, but yet, nevertheless, God bless her. Blessed her. Listen, it's not where you are right now, but it's how you end up. Because what you're going through, there is an end to it. There is an expiration date. Everything that you experience. So, amen. Uh, go ahead and tag your friends. Listen, if you are on the live, I need you to comment so I can see who is there. Because, listen, I got to give away some gifts on today. Amen. I want to give away some gifts. Listen, so listen, tag your friends, tag your family, tag those that need to hear this broadcast. Amen. I see Darcelia, Kaius, God bless you, Minister Darcelia. God bless you, Pastor Willis Team. God bless you. God bless you. We love you. Amen. God bless you to my husband, my apostle, Apostle J. Thomas. God bless you, Apostle. Thank you for joining in with us. Amen. And so listen, I want you to tag a friend. Tag your neighbor. Because, look, I got some free gifts I want to give away before we get into domestic violence. But listen, before I get into domestic violence, I want Sharon. Her name is Sharon Love. And like I said, she's all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Amen. She's a sweetheart. Amen. We had a long conversation. Amen. About her testimony. Listen, this is an awesome testimony. And uh, to all of the women that have been going through this, are, are you seeking a mate and you, you want to be married? Listen, you need to listen at this episode because you need to know the warning signs. And listen, if you know anybody that have been abused, are they in abuse? Are they going through domestic violence right now? Listen, I want you to text. I want you to text the word home. H-O-M-E to 741-741. 
and listen, call the domestic violence hotline, which is 1-800-799-27233. So before I give away some of these gifts, we're going to uh, get to know Sharon a little bit. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her self and then we're going to give away some free gifts okay so listen i'm gonna show you one gift before she start talking now i have these look look for women i have these chanel earrings right here if you want to win these chanel earrings i want i have a gift for you you don't have to win them but i want to give a gift amen and listen i have another gift here it's a fendi large shirt. Fendi. I know y'all love Fendi. Y'all like Chanel. Y'all like Fendi. If you wear a size medium or large, listen, this shirt can be for you. So listen, tag your friends, tag your family members. Amen. And right now we're going to get to know a little bit about Sharon. But before that, uh, Sharon, listen, I want to, I want to say a prayer. Look, I want to read, I want to quote a scripture right quick. And the scripture is Psalm 27. Uh, the Psalm 27, and listen, I can, <laughs> amen, Psalm 27 said, I will, I, the Lord, listen, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Now listen, that's Psalm 91, one through three. Yes. So, amen. And at this time, I want to just say a little prayer. Amen. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us through the storm, the rain. We thank you, God. Oh, God, for making a way out of nowhere. We thank you for binding the hands of the enemy. Oh, God, we speak peace, love, joy to all of the listeners. We speak peace, oh, God, into their homes, into their marriages, into their relationships. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we bind every satanic spirit. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we loose the anointing of God. God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, amen. Sharon, we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up and how are you in your childhood and a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. So, I hope you got time today. <laughs> we got to make time today, but no, I am originally from Detroit, Michigan, uh, yeah. raised here. Um, I grew up on the east side of Detroit. Um, so I grew up uh, St. Clair near yes. and Verner. Um, and also we went back and forth. Uh, a lot of my uh, Detroit people know my my D people. They know uh, the North End, which I grew up on the North End, which was near Clay and Oakland. So yes, we went back and forth. Um, my family. Uh, through those two parts of Detroit. So that's really where I, I grew up grew up at, but mainly on the east side of Detroit. But um, yeah, that's where I grew up at. And, and uh, my life has been something. It, it's been yes. something. Through it all, you know, God is good. And, and he has brought me through so much. He's brought, he's brought me through so much. So the first thing I want to do um, is I first want to give honor to God, who yes. is in my life. And, and thank him for all the things that he's doing, done, and going to do. I want to say thank you to you because you have presented this platform for me 
to tell my story. So I graciously thank you. Um, but my my story is a doozy, you know. And then I, I don't think it's different from a lot of people's stories, right? Yes. Some people are afraid to tell their story. Yes. So as a as a child, um, I had a father who sold drugs, had a mother who did drugs, right? Yes. My father was uh, very abusive to my mother mm-hmm. when I was very young. Um, he would beat my mother all, all the time. So I grew up seeing this constantly, right? Yes. And then so, and, and in effects of my father abusing my mother, um, she started to do drugs in which my mother was cross addicted. So she did heroin, pills, and crack cocaine. Yes. I'm not ashamed of my story by no means. Because I can say today, my father no longer abuses women. Thank God. Amen. Has been clean for years. But thank you, Jesus. My truth is, you know, the one thing I I prayed about, um, Apostle, is I said, well, God, what what do I say? You know, what what do I do? You know, and 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 it wasn't he him giving me scriptures to write down or anything. He he said to me the roots, the roots. So I said, okay, Lord, and and I got from that is. With everything, there's a root. Mm-hmm. Everything, there's a root, right? So me growing up to where um, I was in my adulthood, it yes. came from my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And it manifested because I was used to my, my dad being my mom. I was used to seeing other family members, women in my family getting abused by men. So yes. when you grow up and you see this constantly, you think that's the norm. You think that's how you're supposed to be treated. That's correct. You know, and um, on the other hand, but my dad was good to me. You know, he was my protector. He provided, but he was just physically abusive to my mother. And, you know, it was times where I I watched my mother take 30 pills at one time. And then she had to call the EMS. We had to run to, we had no phone at the time. I, I was maybe like eight years old. We had no phone. She had to run to the phone booth and call the EMS because she's now digested 30 pills because my dad jumped on her, you know? So yes. it, it was just a lot growing up. You know, I remember walking down the street with my mom uh, three o'clock in the morning to the crack house, you know? Yes. Drugs. I, I remember sitting, there was this one house we would go to all the time. And uh, my mom would go there to get high. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you about how good God is, even when we don't know him and, and we don't understand him and me being such a young child, we would go to this house all the time. And in this house, yes. here, and I would just be there by myself. And so you had people coming in and out of the house and my mom would be in the basement for hours at a time, uh, you know, doing what she do, mm-hmm. but no one ever touched me. No one ever touched me. No one ever did anything to me. Nothing like that happens. But those memories will for always be embedded in my mind. I could see it like it was yesterday. Yes. Me, you know, growing up in my adult life, experienced the abuse I did with my kid's father um, and with my ex-husband, you know, that's the root. Because you 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 live in in that life when you're younger, you figure that's the norm. You that's the norm. Man is supposed to love you. That's how, you know, if he don't, you know, and, and it's so cliche, people say, oh, you know, if he don't hit me, he don't love me. You know, yes. but what people don't understand is when you grow up around that and that mentality, you know, you figure that in some type of way. If he don't yes. hit me, he don't love me. If he don't hit me, he's not paying attention to me, you know? But that that, that is such a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell because love don't hurt. 
so true. And you know, um, growing up in dysfunctional, as you were saying, we grew up in dysfunctional uh, families and it seemed like it's normal because you haven't been taught that it's not normal. And so that dysfunction, it just goes carry on down to the next generation. Uh And so uh, I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about the domestic violence, but um, I do want to give away, uh, we thank you Sharon for coming on and we thank you for sharing what you have already shared. And it's just a blessing because listen, some people that are are in dysfunctional uh, atmospheres, sometimes they don't make it out. Sometimes they they end up committing suicide because of depression. But we thank the Lord that he brought you out. And that's why it's so important that if we recognize domestic violence in anybody home, we need to report it. And it's very important that it's recognized and it's stopped before it becomes, because before that person becomes a fatality. And, and so um, um, I want to give away this shirt right here. Okay, this is a Fendi, it's a size large. And um, it's a, a woman's, a women's shirt. It's a large, a person that wears size medium or large, they can wear this shirt. Now listen, the first person that I see that comment, I survived. Now the first person that I see on my side that comment, I survived. I will call your name and I will send you this shirt if you send me your information in the inbox. If you comment, I survived. If you are looking and you see this shirt and you comment, I survived, I know you may be a a few seconds behind us, but whoever comment, I survived, we'll um, get this shirt. Comment, I survived. I survived. Yes, God bless you, Apostle Thomas. God bless you. Yes, um, Pastor Karen, dysfunctional becomes normal for people that grew up in that type of environment. So if you comment, I survived, I will send you this shirt. And while we're waiting for someone to comment, Um, During this time of the pandemic, uh, it's a pandemic within a pandemic. Now, the COVID-19 cases surged in the United States in March 2020. Okay, Uh, Karen, I got you. Pastor Karen, I got you. Inbox me your uh, mailing address, and I will ship it to you. I will ship you this Fendi shirt, okay? Inbox me your mailing address and I will ship you the shirt so we're we're in a time of the pandemic within a pandemic because we know we're in a time of COVID-19 and because um, of the stay-at-home order and people are sheltering in place um, most of the time the people that are sheltered women or men because both of them can suffer domestic violence now one out of four women suffer intimate partner violence they call it ipv one out of four women now listen one out of ten men suffer domestic violence intimate partner violence 
And so since the schools are not um, open and, and some people jobs have laid off and doors have closed. And so now people are home with their abuser, you know, before they can get out, go to work and come back home and they have some kind of relief from the abuse. But now they are at home with the abusers. Now the advocates express concern about potential increase in intimate partner violence because of the stay at home order. Now domestic violence hotlines prepare for an increase. Now listen, during the pandemic, they prepared for an increase feeling that they will have more people that will experience domestic violence, but they saw a decrease in it because they said that they feel that if the people that are suffering domestic violence are home with the abuser, then they can't get out to contact the hotline. They are just stuck there. Amen. And so listen, uh, Sharon, she's going to tell her story and she's going to tell her testimony and the way that she feel led to give it. And we know that there are different kinds of domestic abuse, but we're going to listen at Sharon and she's going to come and give us some more um, information about herself. But before she comes, I'm going to give away one more gift, okay? Now listen, I want to give this gift to um, whoever come in, the next person that come in, I survive. These are Chanel earrings. They're not turned right, but they're Chanel earrings. And the person that comment, I survived, will win those earrings. And maybe some people don't wear earrings. So maybe you would like uh, a Chanel mask. Okay. So comment, I survived earrings or I survived mask, okay? I survived earrings or I survived mask. Okay, Sharon, now we want you to give us a little uh, detail about, now I want to ask you a question. Sure. Now when, um, I know you, um, you were married before, now in the beginning, did the abuse begin right in the beginning stage or was it later in the marriage? When do you recognize the signs of domestic abuse? Okay, well, it was not in the beginning. And, and so I'm glad you asked that because here's the thing, and this is what I, I want women to know. There is always red flags. Yes. Always red flags. And you have to watch those red flags. And a lot of women nowadays, they don't want to listen to mama. They don't want to listen to grandma, but it's yes. so important to have an ear to hear and to listen. Because before my ex-husband started abusing me, mm -hmm. it was one day we were sitting in my living room and we had just came from uh, getting some chicken or something. And I took something out of his hand. I, I took it. Yes. And he looked at me and my mother was in the kitchen with me. And she said to me, she said, Sharon, she said, he's going to abuse you. He's going to mm -hmm. beat you. What are you talking about, Mom? No, he's not. He's not. What are you talking about? She said, Sharon, if you would have seen how he looked at you, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he's going to abuse you. Well, not more than three months later, he was putting me through closets and he was putting me through glass tables. Okay. Jeez. And so, you know, that's why it's important for us to listen and to hear. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I thank and praise God. Now, I just want to go back a little, a little bit because okay. 
one thing that my grandmother always did was kept me in the church. So what the enemy set up for evil, God turned it around for my good. Because yeah. I always was in the church. So I always knew God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting, when I was married and I married this man and, you know, it was always red flag there. So my mother's telling me this and he was very controlling. So abusers are always going to be controlling. Mm-hmm. They want to keep you away. They want to keep you away from your family. They want to keep you away from your loved ones. They want to keep you to themselves. They want to yes. control your finances. They want to control your life, who you go around, who you see, what do you do? You know, so we have to be so aware of those yes. flag ladies and, and mm-hmm. not pass them by and say, oh, well, it's, it's cute or he, he just loves me. No, if it don't feel right, if something in here is not feeling right, even if you don't know God right now, know that that's, that's God telling you that something in there is not right. And you need to to look at that man and say, hey, something's going on with him that's not right. And listen to him time. And if a man tells you something, if he tells you, if if you leave me, I'm going to kill you. Or or if you're in the house with him and and he just want to, and he, because this is what my ex-husband would do. He would say, what would you do if I hit you? Mm -hmm. What what would you do? Before he even started, what would you do if, if I just slapped you? Mm-hmm. And me being younger, because you have to understand, to get to the nitty gritty of it, back then I was 23, he was 41. Yes. So he was much older than me, right? And so he was asking me these questions and I, I wouldn't pay no attention to it. I'm like, what are you talking about? But those were the red flags. So yes. my red flags and what I experienced may not be your red flag. Mm-hmm. If you see anything within that relationship that is not productive, mm-hmm. that is not a growth, we serve a, a maturing God. We serve a God that's yes. evolving, always moving forward. So if you're in a relationship and it's stagnated and mm-hmm. he wants you to just be there with him and he don't want you to grow and prosper and uh-huh. y'all on the same page, Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Yes. So if he's not in agreement with you, there's, there's a problem. And you have to recognize that problem, ladies, and you have to be able to be strong enough to yes. get out. We always, there's a woman intuition, I believe that God gave us that is so strong that if you feel that in your heart and soul, that it's something's not right, some it's something, if you can't pinpoint it and you feel like it's something's not right, then you need to get out of that relationship. And it's not easy. It's not easy, but it takes strength. It takes God. And if you don't know God, can I tell you something? Talk to him. Yes. Just like just like we're on this podcast and Sharon is talking to me and I'm talking to her, it's the same way you have a conversation with God. Because Amen. that's the only way I escape my abuser is because I stay in tune with God and I ask him help me every day. Yes. Out of that abusive relationship. So, you know, be in tune with the red flags, ladies. Don't don't just overlook them because you know it could save your life. Yes, and and like you were saying, he was threatening you. Now, one, you know, it's different signs and different things um, that they do that will let you know that this is a type of abuse. Now, what he was doing to you was kind of like emotional abuse. Now, emotional abuse uses emotions to manipulate through control, embarrassment, shame, blame, and other negative emotions. You know, after they punch you sometime, they would say, you made me do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you made me do it. And so they try to 
turn it around and that is a form of domestic violence. Now that is a red flag. If they're always causing you to cry, being emotional, um, trying to manipulate you to control you, you know, trying to uh, keep you away from your family and your friends, trying to isolate you. Because one thing the abuser does is they try to isolate you and try to keep you away. And as you were saying, he said, uh, what will you do if I hit you? And then he and right at that moment he was trying to instill fear. Yeah, now, that is also a type of emotional. I mean, a type of abuse is fear because they try to put fear in you, fear of you know I'm gonna harm you, fear I'm not gonna give you any money. Fear is different times kinds of fear that they, they try to use. And this, like I said, like I said at the beginning, this uh, goes to men and women because both sexes experience domestic abuse. Absolutely. And then I believe that. I believe that. I, I believe that men experience domestic uh, violence as well. You know, I've, I've known one, not a lot, but I've known one or two that has gone through domestic violence, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's, it, you know, it's kind of, it's a two-way street right? Mm -hmm. But we know that primarily women, we get the, the, that rough end of it, right? Mm -hmm. So women, because we are the vulnerable creature, so we get that rough end of it in regards to um, wanting to be with somebody. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of us think that we need somebody. We're, we're, we're afraid to be alone. Being yes. alone and being lonely is two different things. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So we have to recognizing yourself, your own strength, your own yes. power. Listen, listen, God did not create you to be a B-I-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. If that's not on your birth certificate, that should not be your name. Yes. God did not create you to be an idiot. God did not create you to be stupid. He did mm -hmm. not create you to be any of those things. So when you have yes. a man in your life, whether it's mental abuse, physical mm -hmm. abuse, emotional abuse, abuse is abuse. Yes. If you're experiencing those things, you should not in no way, shape, form, or fashion yes. you have to stay in it. And this is the thing. A lot of people have a lot of different circumstances. Some people are in a situation where they, they feel like they can't leave. Because yes. they feel like, this is my provider. He takes care of the bills. He takes care of the house. They mm -hmm. may have children. I can't leave. Well, why not? Yes, you can. All you have to do is tap into that strip that God gave us all a measure of faith. Tap yes. into that strip that God gave you. There is no way that you should allow a man ever to disrespect you. Yes. That, that is unacceptable. No way. And, and same way with men. If you have a woman in your life and she's constantly disrespectful, she's yes. constantly calling you out of your name. I don't believe that a, a, a man's manhood should be belittled. You know yes. what I mean? So it, it's both parts of the fences. If you're in that type of relationship, you need to say, I need to go. And yes. like you said, fear is a big part of it. And that's what the enemy uses, right? He uses fear. He, yes. he, he's smoking mirrors. So he, he uses fear to manipulate and to and try to keep you in bondage. But what you yeah. have to say to yourself is, no, I no longer accept this. I am better than this. I am more worthy than this. And yes. you have to see yourself in your future 10 times better than what you see yourself now. Mm -hmm. Because God didn't create you to be hurting. Love yeah. don't her. Love not her, like the scripture says. That's right. Love working no ill to his neighbor. Okay. 
And then if we go down to First John 4 and 18, it says perfect love casts out all fear. Out fear. Okay? Yes. So, you know, love don't hurt. And, and you should yes. experience those things. You know, you're beautiful. You have to know that you're beautiful. You have to speak those things every day. I yes. put little sticky pads. You see, I have sticky pads everywhere. Yes. In my house. And it reminds <laughs> me daily of who I am, what I want, the things I'm trusting God for. And, yes. and this is so personal for me because I know how it is. I know how it feels to be in a relationship where you feel like I can't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Or it's just being in love. I love him so much. Maybe he can change. Maybe <laughs> I can change him. You understand what yes. I'm saying? No, ma'am. A person is only going to change unless they want to change. And Amen. this is the thing. You have to have, at the end of the day and at the rising of the sun, you have to have God in the middle of your relationship. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, that's a negative right there. Yes. And I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. You have to have God centered in your life. And even going through my marriage and everything that I went through in my first marriage, and even though I may not have been going to church like I should, and I may have not been doing the things that I should have been doing spiritually, I always held God here. I always knew to pray. I always knew where to go back to. The Bible says, lead a child in the way they should go. And when they are older, they shall not go astray. So yes. I always knew, okay, Lord, I know you're here with me. And I'm going to tell you something. One day, he dropped me off at work. And I looked back at him. And God said to me, if you don't leave him, he's going to mm -hmm. kill you. Jeez. He's going to kill you. Yes. And I said to myself, wow. Not even really getting it then, but I said, wow. And, and it still took me, I think about maybe seven months after that, but mm -hmm. I finally got set up and, and I filed for a divorce. Because yes. I was H-E double hockey sticks. This man beat me. I went, he slammed me through tables. I went through closets. He has chased me and my kids with double barrel shotguns. It was awful. But my God, through yes. the grace of God, I'm here now. You know, I have a husband who loves me, who treats me like a queen. I have my own home. We have multiple vehicles. We yes. have our businesses. We are blessed. So when I tell you, when you said there is an expiration date, mm -hmm. there is an expiration date. Yes. God can and will get you through it if you trust him. Yes. And listen, I want to share with the listeners. Listen, there are different types of abuse that you need to recognize. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there is physical abuse where they just hit you, punch you, kick you. Uh, you know, I my ex, he... Uh, put hot cigarette, put stuck cigarettes to me while they were lit. And, you know, that's that physical abuse. And then there's financial abuse where they restrain from giving you any money. You are, are you hungry? And they're saying, oh, well, I'm not going to give you any food, you know, uh, just holding back, withholding gas money, uh, won't take you to work, uh, you know, different things of financial, won't pay a bill, won't, don't want you to have a cell phone, so they're not going to pay the cell phone bill for you because they want to keep you in bondage. But amen, the scripture says, amen, because she's been preaching too. Listen, whom the sun set free is free indeed. God, Christ will make you free. He will bring you out. He will make a way to escape. He will give you an exit. Amen. So, but you have to take the exit. And then listen, there's sexual abuse. 
there's sexual abuse um, from an intimate partner. They're like, look, this is what you're going to do. You can say no, but it is up to be rape. So it's sexual abuse. And there's fear. And there's emotional abuse. You're depressed. You're crying all the time. You're not happy. You're sad because of what they're saying to you or what they're doing to you. And so they keep trying to keep you emotion and keep you in negative emotions. And then there's verbal abuse, the things that they say to you. Now, listen, I want to I tell you, listen, each minute in the U.S., almost 20 people are physically abused by intimate partners. So listen, there is more than 10 million women and men in a single year. Listen, that's a lot of people. 10 million people are abused by an intimate partner each year. And that's why it's so important that we recognize the signs. You know, recognize the signs with your sister. Recognize the signs with your aunt with your daughter, with your cousin, recognize the signs that they are trying to escape. Now, there is a way that you can prepare to escape from this domestic abuse. Now, listen, you can save some money and hide it and don't let them find it. Don't let the, the abuser find it. You can buy a cell phone, you know, a prepaid phone and where you can just add minutes where they can, somebody can call you, you can have conversations. You can uh, pack a bag, pre-pack it, so that when you get ready to go, you are ready. You got another set of clothes. And listen, sometimes women don't, or men don't want to come out of the relationship, especially if they are married or have a family and have children because they feel like they're going to break up a home. And they would rather suffer their abuse than to feel like they're breaking up a home but with the abuse it's time to go it's time to exit and I and I honestly I 100% agree with that I agree with that and, and going yes. back on you know what you said about the sexual abuse mm -hmm. that plays a big part in it it plays yes. a big part because what I would go through he would um beat me and then he wanted to be um, intimate with me mm -hmm. yes in a sexual way mm -hmm. and you know I thought to myself well how crazy is this uh -huh. you can just block in my eye now you want me <laughs> to lie with you yes and that is so true like this is my husband right mm -hmm. so it is my obligation to please my husband even though he just blacked my eye uh -huh. so this is still my obligation and it took me years mm -hmm. Years to, to know that that's not the way. Yes. Not, it took me to meet the man I'm with now to tell me, Sharon, that's not mm -hmm. love. Yes. That, me and him has, you know, me and my husband now, I love him so much. He treats me wonderful. Yes. So when we go through our tidbits. He's like, no. He's like, we're not going to be together in that manner. Yes. And we finish having an argument. And I had to learn that early on in the relationship. So I say that to say this to women, you know, don't feel like you have to be, you know, sexually involved with the man, even if you're married. Like yes. Rape is rape. It's rape. No, you don't yes. feel like you're obligated 
to lay down with nobody, husband or not. You know what I'm saying? It's if he's being mentally, physically, mm -hmm. emotionally abusive to you. Because yes. you, you you are somebody, you you have a voice. You don't have to just sit back and take this. And men feel like a lot of men feel like they have power over you. you yes. What they tell you to do. No right. you, you don't have to. And like you said, there's always a way out. If you, yes, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a few tips. If you if you're if you're not in the situation where he got you in the house and you're just in the house. If you leave to go to your cousin's house or your auntie's house, or you go to the grocery store, escape. Like you said, yes. that exit, use that exit. Mm -hmm. There's no reason when you feel like I'm tired, because we all get that. I'm tired and mm -hmm. it's time to go. And I want to be out of this because yes. nobody wants to be beat. Let's keep mm -hmm. it real. Nobody yes. wants to be you. So when you get to that point, when God gives you that escape where you say, I'm going to my cousin's house. I'm going to the store. I'm going wherever. Tell somebody. Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to open your mouth. Yes. Open your mouth. Speak it. You have powers in your word. The, yes. you know the scripture, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. Speak your truth. And then it says we overcome by the power of our testimonies. Yes. So speak your truth. Tell somebody. Tell you somebody. Know, you never know. That individual at the store, that individual at the gas station just might be that person God set in place to help you for you to get out of that abusive relationship. Yes. And also, you know, that you're right because somebody will help you mm -hmm. if you uh, reach out for help. And there are places, um, um, avenues in place and organizations that are in place to help women. And a lot of times people feel like, um, I can't leave because I'm going to be homeless and I'm not going to be able to escape. And, you know, after um, I found out that a lot of women are in homeless shelters because of that domestic violence situation, because they said, hey, I got to do what I have to do. I'm going to have to find a homeless shelter. But there are organizations in place, um, family members in place that will help you come out of that abusive relationship. Now listen, men are also go through domestic violence. Now, while domestic violence is often traditionally perceived as mainly affecting women, there is a growing evidence to suggest that men are equally vulnerable. Although research on men is less specific, a number of men are emerging from violent relationships and manifest typical feelings associated with domestic violence now men it's hard for them to reach out and because if a man reach out they are frequently met with hostility social disapproval and many men feel that society does not believe them they don't believe that hey this woman is abusing me she's beating me and i'm not gonna fight her back she's scratching me she's kicking me She's hurting me. She's verbally abusing me. She's emotionally draining me. She's she's doing all kinds of things. She's false accusing me all the time. Amen. So listen, men, some people don't believe that they are victims of domestic violence. And so... I'm sorry, go ahead, Apostle. Yes, and so uh, when they have... Um, men are sometimes socially disapproved because they are men. 
and many men fear that the society don't believe them. And so when they have a history of hospital appointments for a series of broken bones, they still do not believe in, believe them. And so accepting help would change the dynamic of their relationship. And listen, if there's bullying, a man may suffer incredible anxiety. And it's made worse by the fact that he is unlikely to tell anyone about it for fear of being labeled as unmanly or weak. So sometimes men, they're not, they don't want to uh, tell what's going on um, in their relationships and in their home because they will be labeled as a weak man. Like, you know, some men be like, well, you need to put that woman in check if she's doing that to you. But some men are not abusive. They're not going to hit a woman. The woman can hit them, kick them, fight them, scratch them, and they will not hit them back because that's what a man does. But, you know, a weak man is the one that fight. So the strong man is the one that can refrain from hitting a woman. And so um, it's, it's not being, um, you know, seen because they're not coming out to tell the story about their domestic abuse from their wife, girlfriend, or whoever. They're ashamed to tell I, the well, story. I, I really think that no matter if it's a man or woman, speak up and tell your truth. Speak, mm -hmm. speak up and tell your story. Because there's no way you should, because this is the thing, hurt people hurt people, yes. right? Hurt people hurt people. So, and, and, and that's, and, and, and I told you I'm an open book. You're not asking me no questions, but I'm going to go ahead and put it <laughs> out. No, you tell it all. <laughs> so when I met, when I met my husband I'm with now, and I am a very strong woman, even though I went through everything I went through and, and I got yes. out you know, I, I always use it as levels. I say, you know, I, went, I was with my kid's father. That was puppy love. Mm -hmm. When I met my first husband, that was really showing me what love was in regards to me understanding, oh, God, I really love somebody. <laughs> so this, is, this is how yes. you, like, I love him, you know? And then meeting my husband I'm, I'm with now is me being in love, right? Yes. So put it in those categories. But when I first met the husband I'm with now, Mm -hmm. all those years I was angry I was angry yes. I was I, and we was just gonna keep it 100 today yes man because yes. Apostle, I said no man will ever put his hands on me yes and, and it's not that he was he's never hit me he's yes. never he's sweetest pie but it was me it was me I felt like because I had been abused all them years I had went out of I had got out of it and guess what being in the church and that's a lot of things we as Christians don't want to do as well. Yes. We, like we don't want to tell our truth because we're in the church. Guess what? We're still down here in this flesh. We mm -hmm. ain't got our heavenly bodies yet. Yes. We're still going through day by day, by and by. So even being in the church, I had a lot of anger in me. Yes. So God brought this man in my life and we walked past each other for two years. And I think we were talking about this on the phone. Uh -huh. I didn't pay attention to him. He didn't pay attention to me. I, you know, and one day I met him through his sister and, you know, I didn't even like him. Mm -hmm. I didn't even like him. I told you he used to mess with me, pick at me. I used to do praise and worship, which I can't sing, but you know, I did, I was obedient and he would laugh at me and everything. But, um, 
moving forth, we finally, I said, okay, I'm gonna give in. And, you know, I talked to him and as it progressed, we got married mm-hmm. and it's just been wonderful. But in the beginning, I was angry. So, you know, I took a lot of that anger out on him. Like yes. I, w- I would, I would physically attack him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was mad and I was angry and I'm just like, and in my mind, it was like, um, okay, I need to get you before you get me because that's what I was used to. So even getting out of an abusive marriage, getting saved and being in the church don't mean that we're clean from everything. It don't mean that we've been delivered from everything. Deliverance is a day-by-day process. So even then I I had to be like, one day God told me, I sat on my basement stairs and God told me, God said, Sharon, I gave you this man. Yes. I fought him in your life. You asked me for him. And because mm-hmm. I did, I would pray for a husband. I wasn't looking for one, but I would pray to God, send me a good man, someone who loved me when I had slob on my face, uh-huh. when the was off. I just wanted a good man. And God gave me that, right? Yes. And I'm just being honest. So God, I sat on the basement stairs that night and God said, Sharon, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. He said, you're going to run him away. He said, he didn't do it. You're taking out the anger that this other man did to you. You're taking Mm -hmm. it out on him and he didn't do it to you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Right then and there, when I tell you the tears started to roll down my face. Yes. Because when you hear the voice of God and you know what is true and you know that that's God speaking, you can do nothing but adhere to it. So Mm -hmm. I just, I said, Lord, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. And from that day forward, I went to my husband and I apologized. I said, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for taking out on you what yes. this other individual did to me because yes. it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. So I thank and praise God. And even and even through that, we have to go back to you have to have to have God in the midst of everything. Because I thank God that God was able to knock on my door and say, "Hey, no, 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 no. You had a messed up man. Yes, giving you a good husband. Mm-hmm. Recognize it. And I did. And from that day forward. We've never went through anything again. You know, I've never been aggressive towards him. I've never been angry. We sit down, we have adult conversations. We do everything together. Yes. I say that to say that even when women get out of abusive relationships or marriages and they meet someone else, you know, that God brings into their life, Mm -hmm. be careful not to exert that hurt onto the other person because you're still hurt. You know, yes, it's possible. Your heart, you know what I'm saying? That's, yes, yeah. That's like the residue of what you experience is carried over into your marriage. Exactly. And you know, in my book, I tell the story that I went through the same thing, okay. and it carried over into the relationship because of the hurt that I had that I didn't deal with and really didn't know that it was that deep embedded into me. And so, you know, that's one thing, you know, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. And and, um, if you're not careful, the abuser, the abuse will become the abuser. Mm -hmm. And the victim will not, it will will become the person that caused somebody else to be a victim. But like you said, thank God through Christ Jesus, that old things are passed away and behold, all things are new. Yes. So we are um, 
just thankful that the change have come looking at your life now how god have blessed you and you have been married 12 years right yes it has been, <laughs> it has been an amazing 12 years we have had our ups and downs and through it all there's only one day out of the 12 years that we we haven't spoke on the phone one yes. day we've talked to each other every day within yes. 12 years and i thank and praise god for bringing this man into my life you know it, it was prophesied in the church and you know even in the word of god he says when a man finds a wife he finds mm -hmm. a thing and obtain favor and obtain favor yes so i met my husband i'm with now in church you know we courted for a year and mm -hmm. then after here we move we move forward and we got married so uh -huh. and he treats me like a queen when mm -hmm. i and, and listen to me ladies this, this is what i want to explain to you yes my husband treats he respects me in a way where he respects me as me as uh -huh. a person but he respects my body you yes. understand what i'm saying now i know this is a podcast but we have to talk wrong it's okay go ahead because we have to understand each other in the aspect of you want to be with somebody who respects you wholly. Mm -hmm. My husband respects me mentally, mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, sexually. He respects me in every way, shape, form, and fashion. You understand what I'm saying? And yes. that's nothing but the blessing of God. And mm -hmm. that's what you want in a husband. Is every day going to be perfect? No. Mm -hmm. Is every day going to be peaches and cream? No. Is every day you're going to see the sun shining? No. But guess what? If you got God in your life and in the midst of your situation, you can and will get through it. And you have to learn how to communicate. You have mm -hmm. to learn how to talk to one another. You have to learn sometimes when to step back and say, you know what? Let me be quiet mm -hmm. and let me come back and revisit it. You know what I'm saying? And that comes with the help of God, with wisdom and maturity. You know, and yes. that's what I pray for, for these women, you know, nowadays, because I was just, I, I had, okay, so I was privileged to know of a conversation where, you know, someone was going through a lot, and it was someone in my family, uh -huh. okay, and it was a mental thing, you know, so he loves his wife, but he was mentally abusing her, right, mm -hmm. so he's going out, he's cheating on her, he's doing all this stuff to her, and he's telling her, he's, he's cussing her out, but at the same time, he's saying, I love you. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, a, a pull and push. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let me will you in, but I'm pushing you out. You know, mm -hmm. it was a mental thing. So mm -hmm. on one hand, she's a B. On the other hand, she's this and that. But but I love you and I, and, and I, and I don't want you to leave me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I told this person that I will always love you. And, and, and the women, I guess he's with or whatever, he told them that I will never leave uh, you for them. That is mental abuse. Yes. That's one of the signs that I wanted to kind of focus on and bring to point tonight. Recognize that. When somebody is pulling and pushing you, first of all, don't tell, don't call me out my name and say you love me. Mm -hmm. The devil is a lie. That, that can't be so. Faith and fear don't reside in the same body, just like happiness and, and anger can't combine together as one. You can't mm -hmm. be happy and angry at the same time. Yes. So, you know, listening and being privileged to you know what i i heard that night and even then you know you know me and my husband we were on our way over to that family member's house to find out what was going on you know because it was just a mess but yes. hearing the woman in the background my heart cried out for her because she's totally confused she wants to leave 
But she's like, I don't know if I should leave because I'm used to my house. I'm used to my lifestyle. Uh-huh. We have kids together. But it's like, you know what, ladies? I don't care if you have kids. I don't care if you have a million dollar mansion. Yes. Written every month. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. If the relationship you're in is not conducive to your health, your mental well being, your life, then it's time to get up and go. You should not yes. have to cry every night. You should not have to feel worthless. You should not have to feel like you're useless. You should not have to feel like you have to carry a burden of trying to please a man. And you should not have to lure yourself to Mm -hmm. make him feel like a king. We're like this. There is no, I'm here and you're here. No, it's 100, 100. It's not 50, 50. It's 100%, 100%. So we as women have to recognize that. And guess what? A man is only going to do what you allow him to do. Yes. You open up that, and, and, and it's the truth. If you open up that door, then guess what? He's going to go through that door, especially if he's the type of man and that's his forte and that's what he used. That's what uh-huh. he used to. Right. But us as women, we have to set up a standard. We set have up a standard. Up a standard to say, you know what? I'm not going to be disrespected. Yes. If you disrespect me, if you got to abuse me, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, then guess what? I got to go. Because yes. you have to know that you're worth more than that. No mm-hmm. one should have to go to sleep crying at night because of another person. It's already enough going on. We are already losing our black men, our black women, and not just black, we're losing people all across the nation from COVID, from different things. There's already enough going on. Mm-hmm. Why should you have to go to sleep at night? Yes. Sleeping on your chest mm. because someone you love or supposed to love you is emotionally, physically, or mentally abusing you. No, yes. there is always an exit. There always an exit. Ladies, listen to me. I promise you, if God did it for me, mm-hmm. he will do it for you. I promise. There's always an exit. You don't There's have always an exit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Because the Lord always make a way to escape for yes. us yes. through every temptation. The Lord always make a way to escape. And one thing um, that we as a people do, we accept abuse to feel loved. Um, well, I, I don't want to be lonely. Um, nobody else want me. And um, that's a part of that, like you were saying, the mental uh, abuse too, to have people thinking, oh, nobody else wants, I'm the only one that wants you. Nobody else wants you. Amen. But God always have a ram in the bush. (laughs) And so listen, listen, if you get rid of that, uh, as my apostle was preaching, get rid of the Ishmael. That's not God chosen for you. Get rid of the Ishmael. Amen. And and, and receive the Isaac. God have somebody just for you. And if somebody is abusing you, as this woman of God said, if they are abusing you, this is not the person. You, you know, we shouldn't be in a depression crying all the time because someone is hurting us. So woman of God, thank you so much. And listen, how long were you in that abuse before you was like, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm getting out of here. How long was it? Oh my God. I was in that abusive relationship for three years. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how I left him. I was in that abusive relationship for three years. I ended up getting my own house. I got away. I moved out. I got my own house. And at the time, I needed him to get the lights on. And I uh-huh. said, 
can you get the lights on for me? And he said, uh, no. He said, no. And I, and I, all I did for him and everything I had been through, you know, and um, I thought, you can't get the lights on for me? And at that moment, I said, you know what? I'm done. And as silly as it may sound, it took something minute as a light bill yes. for me to get rid of him. But I don't think that, I'm not going to say minute. I just think that was the plan of God because mm -hmm. I was already tired. I was already mentally drained. I was tired of, of physical abuse, the mental abuse. I was ready to go anyway. And so it just took that. And I said, that's it. I went the next day. Mm -hmm. I got an attorney and we started divorce proceedings from there. Yes. You know, one of the things I want to say too is, you know, the women out there who have children and even the men who have children understand that you not only go through this, when your children see it, they go through it as well. Because mm -hmm. we have to go back and remember the beginning of my story. Mm -hmm. The beginning of my story is I watched my mother go through this. Yes. I watched us go through this. And then years down the line, I went through this. So as a mom, I have three daughters, you know, of my own. And then my husband have 10 children, which I all yes. love. We're all one happy family because they're still yes. mine. Yes. But um, my daughters, you know, I taught them the value of who, of what a woman is. You know, I bought them everything, whether it was, you want a diamond necklace, you want diamond earrings. Mm -hmm. At the age of 14, they were working their own jobs. I taught them the value of how to get out there, be their own woman, make their own way. You don't have yes. to depend on nobody for anything but Jesus Christ to get what you want in your life. So I think as parents, let's also recognize that not only you go through this, but your children see it and go through it too. Yes. So your children that value of, you don't want them to go through what you went through. And that's yes. how I felt. I didn't want my children to go through what I went through. So I had to explain to them everything, what mom went through, how mom got out of it, and the value of who they are. And I still edu education in them. You know, so my daughters, they graduated from college. They have their own businesses, you mm -hmm. know, which I'm so proud of. So, you know, just understand that you don't go through it. Your children go through it. And you yes. don't want your children to experience that and, and grow up with that because it begins to be a generational curse. Yes. So let's break that generational curse and let's step into Eden where God wants us to be. Eden yes. was always our home. So let's go back to Eden where we <laughs> should be in the blessing yes. of God. Amen. Living in peace and joy, living yes. in um, the presence of God where yes. there's liberty and freedom. Yes. And so we need to be in that place. And she said, be in that place with God and then allow God to strengthen yes. you. You know, even after coming out of the abuse, you need to be strengthened. You need to be healed. Yes. And, you know, the scripture says that the Lord healed the broken their heart and he binded up their wounds. So listen, he will heal your heart and he will get rid of all of the residue yes. that was left from that bad relationship. And yes. statistics shows that it takes a woman at least seven times before she actually leaves. She will leave six times and come back. But on the seventh time, she will stay gone. And so, you know, sometimes it just, you know, if a person have never been through abuse, they will never understand the depth of it. They will never understand the effects of it. They will never understand um, the things that you feel after, even after, and some women are still going through trying to come out of depression 
because they said, why me? Why me? Why did this happen to me? And, you know, we have to explain to women that it wasn't you, you know, it wasn't you. It was that that person had that element of abuse on the inside of them. And so uh, you said you've been married twice. Yeah. Yes. So this is your third? No, this is my second marriage. Okay, so your so your first marriage is where you had the domestic violence and you was married for like six months before that two years before that began? No, we we were together for a year and then the next year we got married. So and then the next year we were planning a divorce. So that's exactly how it went. So So I but but the abuse and this is the thing. But the abuse started three months into us meeting. So I had went through the abuse in my first marriage for three years. And so you, okay, so before, but you saw the the, the red flags before oh, the yeah. three months. Yeah, absolutely. Because he would ask me those questions. And I, and you know, me, I'm like, I, what do you mean if you, if you hit me, what would I do? You know, I, I just didn't tune into it. But in the back of my mind, it kind of stayed like, why would he ask me that? Yes. I was young. I was 23. You know, yes. I'm 43 now. But, you know, yes. back then, I'm like, why would he ask me that? So in my head, I knew it was wrong, but I just brushed it off. Like, you know, well, maybe that's something he wanted to ask me. But yet it was still a red flag. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Yes. And so let me ask you a question. When you saw the red flags, what convinced you to keep going further into re- to the relationship? What was it? Was it you felt alone or you just wanted someone or what was, what was that? Love. Okay. Love. It, it wasn't that I, I, you know, I've never wanted for anything. Um, it was just love. I just, I fell in love with this man and I felt like, maybe he would change, you know, mm-hmm. he would go to church, you know, so he knew God, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I felt like maybe he would change. I knew his, his life story in regards to his background, you know, he used to be on drugs, you know, and all of that. And he had gotten clean and everything. And he had started going to church and this was before me where he was on drugs, Yes, and, but um, he had gotten clean and, you know, we would go to church together. So I'm thinking there's God is in there somewhere or something. And okay. Maybe he would change, but with me, I was just in love. I loved him. His smile was like the light of my day. I just loved to see him smile. So for me, it was just like I, I was in love with him, but he wasn't in love with me. He, I, I was an opportunity for him to control somebody. I was an mm-hmm. opportunity for him to take his anger out on uh-huh. somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. he had been in, you know, relationships before, and I had found out later on where he did the same thing to other women. Mm-hmm. He abused them. He beat them. You know what I'm saying? So I was just his next victim. But uh-huh. for me, it was just, I was in love. And love is a powerful thing. It's just how you use it. Some people take love and, and they take it for granted and they use it for evil. And it's wrong, you know, mm-hmm. but um, to my defense, I just loved him. And he took my love for granted. hmm and so um, what would you say to a young lady or a woman who may feel that same thing? Like, oh, I, I was in love, but they see the red flags. Like, 
what will you tell them at this point? If they're at that point right now, they, they see the red flags already, but they say they love them and maybe they'll change, you know, what will you speak to that person right now? What will you say? I would definitely say, baby, leave. I, mm -hmm. I would say, get out because mm -hmm. love don't hurt. Mm -hmm. Lo love shouldn't cause you pain. There's no possible way. And even though I understand you love them and I understand that, you know, you have a, a deep sense of, I want to be with him because I'm in love with him. Mm -hmm. Again, we go back to love don't hurt. So if you love him, but he's hurting you, he's abusing you. I don't care what type of abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, if he's afflicting abuse on you, then it's time for you to get out and save yourself. Because this is the thing. You don't want him to love you to death. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. So if I can go back to talk to the old me, I would have told the old me to leave mm -hmm. dead one. The, the first red flag, I'd have said run. So mm -hmm. I would say to young women who are in relationships or marriages and they say, well, I just, I love them. I'm in love. Love don't hurt, baby. Love don't cause pain. So I would say leave. Run yeah. as fast as you can. Run. Yes. And, and I want to read something that Apostle Thomas said, my husband said, he said, we all have an inward vacuum that only God can fill. We are possessed a need and we need to feel love. We need to be loved. Mm -hmm. We want to feel love mm -hmm. and say, God is the only one that can fill that human vacuum. So, you know, that's um, a point that he was saying, you know, because we we do want to be loved and we want somebody to love us the same way. And so a lot of times we men, women, we are willing to just accept the things that we feel like will um, love us. We willing to accept the atmosphere, mm -hmm. accept that uh, situation, that abuse, because I, I think he loved me when he, you know, and you know, I'm just going to take it. You know, maybe he'll change, like you were saying, maybe he or uh, she, maybe he or she'll change down the road. I think I can help them change. Maybe if I show them how much I love for them, love them and care for them, maybe they'll change and they will stop abusing me. But that's a risk you will be taking. And it could end up in a fatality because women are more likely to uh, die and be uh, called a homicide yeah. more so than men. And then um, with, with the states legalizing guns now, yeah. so many women have been murdered by their lover, by their intimate partner in um, the last year because of the stay-at-home order. And so now the guns are... Uh, being legalized and everybody can get a gun and then some people just getting guns out the street and so women listen you need to come out of those relationships you need to come out because listen you could end up being murdered or you can murder yourself and as I was looking at a show on today about a woman that was in prison that she was in domestic violence and she was the aggressor she was shooting her boyfriends, shooting them, nearly killing them. And because she was an angry person, listen, you need to get out 
and you don't have to settle. Listen, that's, that's one thing I always want to tell women. Listen, you do not have to settle. Once you know the truth, once you know how this person feel about you, you can let them go and you don't have to settle. And I remember one time I was thinking, oh, there's no more good men out here. Listen, God have somebody. There's still a remnant that will obey. There's still a good Holy Ghost filled man, a man that love God, a man that will love you. Yeah. Listen, so listen, you don't have to settle for that abuse and you don't have to settle for just anything. Now, uh, woman of God, you said you met your husband and you was telling me that you didn't like him <laughs> at the beginning, you know, because we, you know, women and men, they have an idea of what they think their husband or spouse oh, yeah. should be, how they tall, short, complexion, uh, income, what kind of car they drive, where they work, all of this. We have all of this in our mental, in our psyche, in our mind, that this is what we are expecting. And we looking everywhere, and what God has for us is standing right there, but we looking for what's in our mind and our expectation. But God have somebody that's fit just for us. So, uh, woman of God, now you told me that story. <laughs> and I know you talked on it briefly before. And so when you, they, uh, when you met your husband, you told me you looked past him because, you oh. know. <laughs> and so, you know, women, listen, you probably looking past him. Listen, stop trying to uh, put a man together. And let God give you the man that he I've already put together. Listen, so you trying to put little pieces together. I need him to be like that. I want him like this. He have to be this way. You trying to put them together. And listen, every time you put them together, that's the one that, that abuse you. Yeah. So you put them together. But listen, when God do it, do like David do. Do like Samuel did. Choose what God chose. When he chose David. <laughs> when God chose David, Samuel looked at everybody else, right? But God had somebody named David. So we got to be like, like Samuel, choose what God chose. Yeah. And so woman of God, you know, share that story one more time with these women and let them know that, listen, you're trying to put together something, but God have somebody else that you overlooking. <laughs> yes, listen, let me you're so right. So stop trying to create this. You know, we make this. I remember being at church and we had to make a list in our singles meeting. We have singles. So what, what do you want? What are you looking for? And so we make this list. And like you said, in our minds, we want tall, dark, or light, handsome, fit. You know, they got to have this and that or whatever. And I made this list, right? Of what mm -hmm. I wanted. Tall. Brown skinned man, pretty eyes. You know, <laughs> he had to have a job. He had to have this much. And I wanted him to do this and that. And I gave this list to my first lady. And, and I want to say shout out to my church, Abundant Faith. Yes. Uh, Bishop Joel T. Wallace, First Lady Wallace. God bless you. Um, love him so much. But I, I bought this list to my first lady. Uh -huh. And my first lady looked at this list and she said, Go back and try again. I said, What do you mean? She said, Go back and try again. She says, this, this is not realistic. And I thought to myself, so, okay, I went home, I prayed that night. And God said, what do you really want? What do you really want? And, mm -hmm. that, and that's the thing. 
And I said, you know what, Lord? I want somebody who's going to love me for me. Mm -hmm. I, I was tired of just being a, a shoulder piece or just being that pretty girl. I said, I want somebody who's going to love me for me. When yes. I wake up this morning and my hair is all over my head, when I wake up and you know how we wake up and we got that extra stuff. <laughs> I, said, I, I just want somebody who's going to love me for me. When my nails not done, when the wig is off, just love me for me. And you know what? That's mm -hmm. what God sent me. And I, he sent me this man and I would have never known it was him. I'm telling you, I did not like him. He would, mm -hmm. I would do praise and worship at church. <laughs> he was mean. He would sit right in the front and laugh <laughs> at me. <laughs> and I would be so upset. I would say, oh my God, the things I was thinking in the house of God, God me. And he would follow me around the church. He would just like nitpick with me all the time. And so, you know, God rest her soul, but his sister, yes. she came to me and she said, you know, Sharon, I got a brother. She said, he really likes you. Now, mind you, two years, we walked past each other. We didn't say nothing to each other. I didn't care for him. My husband is short, dark skinned, and he got a big belly. I used uh -huh. to think something was wrong with him because he had a big belly. I used uh -huh. to pray for him. Like, Lord, why is this man so skinny with a big belly? I thought he had an ailment or something, right? So, so I would pray for him. Honestly, God, true. So yes. his sister comes up to me. She says, Sharon, I want you to be my brother. I said, okay. And so on this particular night at service, it was a candlelit service. The lights had went out. Bishop mm -hmm. uh, sent somebody out to get candles. So beautiful uh -huh. service. And she said, he's going to come up to you and give you his number. I said, okay, fine. Now, my husband's really dark-skinned. So when he came up to me that night to give me his number, <laughs> girl, all I saw was teeth. Because that's how dark he is. So I saw his teeth, but I could see him. So I thought, this is the same guy. This is the dude I don't like. But I took the number, right? So it took me two weeks, and I contemplated. I contemplated, I contemplated. And I remember I was frying chicken. We were having a, a women's uh, convention at church. And I had to cook, and I was frying chicken. Mm -hmm. And I called him. And since that day I called him, we have talked ever since. Yes. We've been through the lows, the ups. We've been through the trenches. But you mm -hmm. know what? We pray together. We love together. We cry together. We hurt together. We do everything together. Yes. I this house praying, you know what he do? He mm -hmm. come into agreement. He mm -hmm. say, amen. At night, I grab his hand. He grabbed my hand. We get on our knees. We pray together. When yes. We're seeking God for something. We touch and agree because we know that scripture where two or more gather together in his name. You know what I'm saying? He'll be in the midst. Yes. So, we follow the will of God. And with yes. us and Mary, it was prophesied for y'all marriage to work, for y'all to mm -hmm. stay together. You have to keep God in it. Yes. So that's what we have. We, we've always done that for day one. We keep God in the midst of it. Even through my craziness and what I went through, <laughs> we kept God in the middle of it. And I can yes. sure say it has gotten better and better and better. You know, we are... Um, we're going out of town in a couple of weeks, you know, yes. on a vacation. So we vacation together. I mean, he treats me like a princess. I, he treats yes. me like a queen. There's nothing that our finances, we communicate. Um, we don't hide nothing from each mm -hmm. other. You know, it's it's just beautiful because yes. he loves me for me. And I yes. love him for him. 
And, and that's what I want women to understand. Yes. God has someone out there for you that's, that he created just for you. Mm -hmm. Don't get discouraged. He created him just for you. Now, God ain't going to give you nobody else's husband. Yes. I know what I mean. <laughs> that. But yes. understand that God created someone just for you. And if yes. you wait on God, God will bring that man into your life. If you just be patient and wait. But in the meantime, while you're waiting, it's okay to be by yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to understand. It, I'd rather be by myself and be in peace and be happy than be with a fool that want to put his hands on me. Yes. And I got to cry every night. So if yes. you be patient, God will bring that man that, that he created for you in your life. I promise. Yes. Yes, yes, he will. And I'm, I want to um, tell the women, you know, the scripture says that he that findeth the wife, findeth the good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. So when your husband find you, he's going to find, he's going to get a twofold blessing. He's going to have a good thing and he's going to obtain favor from the Lord. So listen, you know, there used to be a play out that says hard to find a good man. Listen, it's hard because you're looking. But yeah. listen, let him find you. Yeah. And when he find you, it would be the best thing ever. Amen. The same with my husband. He found me. Amen. Because, amen, I had kind of a similar story like yours. And I told him, I wish I would have met him years and years ago. I wish when he first asked me, I would have said, yes, I go to dinner with you. I wish I would have done it then. Amen. If I knew now what I knew then, I would have done it then. But listen, women, you do not have to settle for you and listen you don't have to be a side chick i know they glorifying that now they glamorizing that being a side chick being a side dude you don't have to be nobody's side amen you can wait on the lord and the lord will give you a good husband you will find a good wife and so you do not have to be a side chick or a side dude so listen i want to know if anita riley anita riley if you're still on the live comment i want you to comment if you're still on the live just say yes listen i want to give you this uh lv um mask right here anita riley if you are still on the live i want you to comment i'm here and i want you to sit i want to send you this LV um, mask right here. And so, amen. And so, listen, women, you do not have to settle for the abuse. You do not have to be a side chick. You don't need a part-time lover. Amen. You need to just seek the Lord and wait on the Lord and be of good courage, be of good cheer, and the Lord will bless you. And I know you heard that a lot. A lot. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I know you heard that scripture a lot. If you're single and you want to be married, because some single people don't want to be married. But if you're single and you want to be married, wait on the Lord, seek the Lord. And so woman of God, when you were seeking the Lord, uh, were you, did you have faith? Did you believe? Did you like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have a, a husband. I don't know if I'm going to have a husband. I don't know if it's going to happen for me. When is it going to happen? What were your feelings as you were 
seeking the Lord after you came through the abuse and, you know, what were your feelings? No, I have faith. I, I'm okay. a woman of faith. I've, I've always had faith. So I knew, I knew I was going to have a husband. I remember telling a friend of mine, I said, God is going to bless me with a husband and I'm going to, I'm going to be married by the end of next year. And surely I was married by the end of next year, by the end of that, well, the beginning of that year, because my anniversary is February 13th. So yes. I had already spoken into fruition. And I I didn't even know that this is what God had planned for me. So I had already had faith that God was going to do it. Because according to his word, so when we look at Hebrews 11 and 6, mm -hmm. it says, well, well, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Please God. Come for him, knowing that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes. So I knew that because I had been seeking him and I had faith in him that he was going to do it. That's his promise. The promises of God are yea and amen. So I knew God was going to do it. I just didn't know when he was going to yes. do it. But I was yes. close enough to speak it. Because then we mm -hmm. have to look at that word where it says, God says, we have that boldness to come to the throne of grace. Yes. I was bold enough to speak it. I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to be married by the, the end of uh, next year. And it, uh -huh. it, it ended up being the beginning of that year. But mm -hmm. yeah, I had spoken into fruition like yes. two years before. So yeah, I, I knew he was coming. I just didn't know when God was going to bring him. And you know what I did? I would set my table. And this is something I got from my bishop. I would set my table. For me, and I will put an extra plate for my husband. He hadn't even got there yet. He hadn't even arrived yet, but I was preparing for him. And when I would pray, I would say, we, we. And um, even though he hadn't came yet, I was just simply preparing for him because I knew God was going to do it. I just didn't know when God was going to do it. Amen. Yes. So, yeah. But the one thing I wanted to say was, to go back to that scripture where it says, when a man finds the wife, he finds the good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. When me and my husband got married, yes, my husband had been working for about uh, a year and a half, two years. He yeah. had lost his job because his job ended up moving to Minnesota. And um, like three, four months after we got married, he ended up working at the plant. And he's been working at the plant ever since. Okay. So when you, and I just wanted to tie that scripture yes. that when you wait on God to bring you that man in your life, uh -huh. that favor and those blessings are going to follow. And, you know, we have just prospered since. So, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. So she waited on the Lord. Listen, she is a witness, single women. If you want to be married, listen, she is a witness that God will bring it to pass. Oh, if you yeah. wait on the Lord, if you seek the Lord, and if you just wait and work, listen, the scripture says, they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Listen, he will renew your strength while you are waiting on the Lord. So just wait on the Lord and surely he will bring it to pass. So just wait on the Lord and listen, don't give up. Listen, don't settle. Okay, don't settle for anything because God has someone just for you. You know, I know you may, some people may have experienced domestic violence. Listen, if you see the red flags, as, as this woman of God said, run, run, don't, don't run to it, run from it. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. And I have some um, Pastor Victoria Grant. She said the Lord did the same for her. Amen. And um, uh, my husband was saying that, you know, we need to love people and just not look at the outer appearance, but accept who God has for us. Amen. And we look through the eyes of God. And if God has someone chose for us, we need to accept them. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so we thank the Lord for uh, Minister Darcelia being in agreement. Uh, Pastor uh, Karen Bryant, Sister Angela Hudson. I got you, Sister Angela. Listen, I want you to email, um, inbox me your address, okay? I'm going to send you that mask. Uh, inbox me your address, Sister Angela. Uh, yes, and so we thank the Lord that we survived. We are survivors. Amen. And there's so many women that are witnesses that are survivors. So woman of God, when you left the abusive relationship, mm -hmm. did the abuser try to come back? Did he try to reconnect with you after you left? He absolutely did. So when I left, the, the abusive relationship and I said it was over and when our divorce was finalized I went on I moved on with my life right yes. and so uh, shortly after that in 2007 um, I got saved and yes. I got baptized uh, filled with the Holy Ghost and I turned my life around and so during that time he came back right mm -hmm. and out of the blue I remember working um, I was working and out of the blue he called me he said, I want you to come over. I said, I'm not coming over there. I said, for what? And then I hadn't met my new husband as of yet. That was, you know, yes. coming to yes. but he, he said, I want you to, I said, I'm not coming over there. He called me every name but a child of God. Jesus. And you know what I did? I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I did? I told my father, I said, Lord, I said, I turned my life over to you. Yes. I, said, I gave my life to you. I said, now you told me you would protect me. You told me you would keep me. I said, Lord. I need you to deal with this. I said, because I've already been through the abuse. Now, at this point, I had forgiven him. I said, I've been through the abuse. I forgave him because you told me to forgive him. So I did it because it's in your word. Mm -hmm. Your word is true, Lord. That's what you told me. I said, so now I've forgiven him and I'm moving on with my life. And mm -hmm. now he's calling me, cursing me for what? Mm -hmm. So this is what the Lord told me. The Lord said, pray for him. I said, pray for him. Pray for him. Why, Lord? He said, pray for him. So this is why we have to know how to conversate with God. Yes. We have to know we as children of the living God, we have power. Mm -hmm. So God said, you better pray for him. That's okay. So I started to pray for him. And, you know, I started to pray to God, keep him and protect him. Two weeks after that, he got shot point blank in the chest. The bullet missed his heart by an inch, mm -hmm. by one inch. He called yes. me that next week. He said, I know you heard about what happened to me. I said, no, what do you mean? He said, I, well, I got shot in point blank range. He said, the bullet missed my heart by an inch. He said, you know, it's through the grace of God, I'm still here. And he had to apologize to me mm -hmm. for what he had said to me, calling me a month before, cursing me out. See, that's that's why God said, touch not my anointed, do my prophet no yes. harm. So you have to be careful. And right then and there, I started to recognize that I have power in God. Yes. Well, that my father loves me. So yeah, yes. he's going to come back and, and you know, and, and I thank God that, you know, I had wisdom and God had blessed me to continue to move on. But 
he came back very same way. And, and but this time I didn't have to fight. I yes. put my hands up and God just came on in and fought that battle for me. And he had to come back and apologize to me. So just yes. know when you turn your life over to God, yes. that battle ain't yours no more. That battle is God's battle. And mm-hmm. if you sit back and let him fight it, I guarantee you, you'll win every time. So what will you tell a young lady or a woman like if their abuser try to come back and they say, oh, I just don't know. I, I love them and I don't know if I can resist or I, I, I feel like I need him. I, I feel like I want him. I don't want to be lonely. What will you tell that person if their abuser, the person that abused them, try to reenter their life after they have left the atmosphere of the abuse i would say number one prayerfully you know get into a good bible-based church Mm -hmm. get into a good bible-based church where they're they're teaching you the truth Mm -hmm. and i say that because with that comes discernment Mm -hmm. and discernment is something very powerful because when you have discernment and you and you have that it'll let you know what's right and what's wrong you'll be able to discern where person is coming from Mm -hmm. so you know if you have an abuser that you've moved on from and you've left and they've now tried to come back, you know, no, I would say absolutely not because you have to know them by their fruit, you know, mm-hmm. no, that, that person, if they're going to come back, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you're in the will of God, God is going to let you know and prepare you for whatever situation is coming before you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, you know, once you got the devil out, you leave them out. The Bible says to be not again entangled in the yoke of bondage. You've been yes. set free, stay free. So yes. absolutely not. You know, no. If you got out of that situation and you got out of it with your life, stay free. Be free, stay free. Yes. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. Amen. Because the scripture says, whom the son set free is free indeed. And it said, be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage where Christ have made us free. So don't get entangled again with it i know you know our emotions we sometimes we are emotionally attached to that person you know just like if you go to a tree and you sit there every day and read a book you're going to get attached to that area and to that spot where i'm i'm so used to going to that tree and reading my book but listen you have to get rid of that issue and that situation and do not reattach yourself to that person because you may not make it out now reality is reality you may not make it out you could be the next fatality and i've seen that in different cases where they went back and they end up being murdered by their intimate partner so listen do not go back there was a life-saving decision that you made to leave. So do not go back. And the Lord, you know, as the woman of God been speaking, the Lord will give you strength to endure. And the scripture said, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist those situations. Resist the atmosphere. Resist that feeling, that urge that you have to just reconnect. Well, the column, maybe he changed or, or maybe he's different now or maybe he saw how he done me wrong and he's sorry for how he done me. And you know, as I was being abused, when I was being abused, 
my abuser would always, after he would slap me or whatever, he would cry. He became the victim. He would cry and say, oh, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And then, you know, he became the victim. But I was the victim. Right. So now the roles have reversed. And so women, you have to be careful for that. That's because he's crying after he did you wrong. Just because he's crying or just because he's saying, I'm sorry, after he done slapped you 10 times already. He's crying, saying he's sorry. Oh, you feel so sorry for him. Oh, maybe he didn't mean to do it. Listen, like the woman of God said, run. That's your run. That's your sign. Run. Just get away. Run from that relationship. You know, leave leave your clothes. Leave whatever you need to leave. Just run because that's just the beginning stage. And it's going to get worse because they do it with ease. The more they do it, the easier it is for them to abuse you. So run. So woman of God, thank you so much. And I really enjoyed your uh, story, your testimony of how you uh, survived the domestic violence. And and so thank you so much uh, for sharing with us. And we are so delighted that you came on. I am so thankful to have you on Struggle, Strength, and Success podcast. You were just a blessing. And I'm sure the listeners were blessed. And those that are going to play the replay, I know they're going to be blessed because women need to hear the depth of this issue. It's just not a surface thing. It's, it's, a de- it's depth to it. And, it's, and, and once you get in, it's, it's hard to you know, get the pain and the hurt out. And like you were saying, my husband had to experience some, the residue of my hurt from somebody. Because I said, no, ain't no man going to be uh, doing anything to me just if I, if I even thought. <laughs> just a thought would just uh, provoke me to be mad. You know, nothing he done because he never hit me or done anything to me. But just that thought of the past, you know, just anything you know it'll make it made me upset and i'm like okay look i'm not going through this and you know as i told the story in my uh book listen i'm gonna I'm just tell a little bit of it i know we um interviewing you but listen i just want to tell a little bit of it to listen my husband one day we have been married maybe five months and you know i <clears throat> We had, they had a little disagreement. So he left, he gonna cool off. He went to see a movie. So I'm calling his phone, he's not answering. So I'm like, okay, he just, I'm gonna say it just like I said, he trying to play me like the rest of them niggas. I'm a woman of God, you ain't gonna play me like that. You know, you trying to do me like the rest of them. So listen, I went in the kitchen, I started breaking stuff. Breaking stuff on the floor, breaking stuff in the living room, turning over chairs, I mean, I could laugh at it now, but back then I was just upset. <laughs> and I was turning over chairs, turning over coffee tables, nightstands and everything, and pulling his clothes out of the closet, throwing them in the floor. So I, the phone ring, and it's him. And he said, uh, uh, sweetheart, with the nicest, sweet little voice, sweetheart, um, I just uh, got your call. I was in the movie, watching the movie theater, so I can try to cool off a little bit and uh I'll be home in a minute. Oh my God, look like a tsunami went through the house. I left. 
I left home. And when he got home, he called me. He said, sweetheart, are you okay? I don't know if he was terrified of what he saw. I don't know if he thought somebody broke in the house. I don't know what he was thinking, but he said, are you okay? But see, that was the residue that I didn't allow God to deal with. That was the residue from the bad relationships. And that's what happened. If we don't get free, if we don't allow God to go deep down into our heart and heal us, then we not only be the victim, but we become people that will make other people victims. We will now become the abuser because there was some emotional abuse right there, mental abuse when I was turning up the house like that. <laughs> and so, amen, the Lord, he just loved me through it. He just loved me through it. And when he got home, when I got home, he just, he said, he cleaned it up. He helped me clean it up. Well, I think he cleaned up most of it because I was so embarrassed and ashamed. I just wanted to hide somewhere. But I thank the Lord, you know, because if I would have been, now listen, what if I would have been with another abuser? He probably would have killed me just for what I done. Yeah. And so, you know, like you were saying, woman of God, that the Lord will give you a husband that will love you and your story and your testimony is so inspiring to other women to just let them know that you don't have to settle for the abuse. God will bless you. Keep praying. Keep believing the Lord. Amen. Keep seeking the Lord. Amen. And so, like I said, some women don't want to be married. Some men don't want to be married, but some do. So you uh, gave them the wisdom. Hey, listen, seek the Lord, and the Lord will bless you. Amen. And so, woman of God, your children. <clears throat> so your children, you had children in your first marriage. No, he's not their father. Okay. Um, yeah, I have my children early on. So I had my children when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I had twins when I was 18, and then I had my uh, last daughter when I was 20. So this was their, he, my ex-husband's not their dad. Okay, but they, they, they did experience some of the Oh, yeah, they were, they were definitely there, yeah. He so didn't do, abuse them, but they were around when he was abusing me. So. Okay, so do you think it had an effect on them in any uh, way? I think it affected them because of the way they, they saw their mother being treated. Okay. You know, it, that definitely affected them because they, they knew. And I remember them being a little girl when he would try to jump on me, they would jump on his back and pull him and, you know, get off my mommy, get off my mommy. You know, I, I will never forget that. So, you know, I think it, it definitely affected them in that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I thank God that they are beautiful women now that they know right from wrong. And, and I pray that the same grace and mercy God gave me that he gives them, you know, that they don't enter into the choices I made, but be mm. wise enough to know better. And, and so far, you know, my, my twins will be 25 this year oh. and my youngest, she'll be 23 in December. Wow. So, you know, okay. it's really been a blessing. <laughs> you know, the one thing I have to say, you know, before we end, it, it's to the ladies, is what I want you to think about and this is like the pivotal point, right? How does it make you feel? Yes. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this really quickly. Let's look past the love. Yes. Okay. Let's look past the money. Let's look past whatever bills he's paying. Let's look past the sex. Let's look past all of that. And I want you just to think at the end of the day, 
how does it make you feel? Yes. Do you feel good or do you feel in pain? How does it make you feel? I don't know if he's cheating. I don't know if he's mentally abusing you, sexually abusing you, physically abusing you, you know, emotionally abusing you. It does not matter. If you're still in that situation, I want you to take a moment. Just take a moment. Yes. Ask yourself, how does it make me feel? Yes. Do I feel good about it or do I feel miserable? Mm -hmm. Just sit for a moment. And ask yourself that question. And if your answer to that question is, I feel miserable, then it is time for you to pack up and go. Mm -hmm. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Women start over every day. Women do it every day. Know that yes. you need more to God. You are the apple of his eye. God will give you the strength. Even if you're not spiritual, it's okay. Even if you don't know God, it's okay. But mm -hmm. just know that there is a God who loves you beyond all means and that he will be there for you and that yes. you do not have to accept or, or take abuse from a man. Men, you don't have to take abuse from a woman. If you're a good man, you too. How does it make you feel? Yes. If you feel miserable, just know that you was not created to be miserable. You yes. are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. You are created to love, grow, and prosper. So if you're feeling miserable, get out of that situation so God can take you to that next level and prosper you and grow you into that woman or that man or man or woman that he created you to be. Okay. Yes. And Amen. you know, before I, before we leave, I told I I told my kids, and I hope you don't be mad at me, Apostle. <laughs> I told my kids, because they they they're starting their businesses, right? Yes. So I, I told them that I would shout them out. Yes, yeah, shout them out. Kids. Shout them out. Okay, shout them out. Here we go. So my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, she'll be 23. Her name is Caprice Davis. She okay. has a wonderful uh, t-shirt business. Okay. Called Just Fine Designs, LLC. Her website, you can go on there, view her t-shirt. She does amazing, amazing shirts. I have some of them myself. Absolutely amazing. Um, you can go to her website, justfinedesignsllc.net. So that's J U S T. F I N E D E S I G N S L L C dot net. Uh, you can go there, you know, take a look at the t shirts, support her. She's a young entrepreneur about her business. Yes. And, um, she does great shirts. Uh, my other daughter, she has a tutoring business. Her name is Kayla Davis. Um, she has a what? Tutoring. So she tutors okay. children. Tutor? Yes, she does. So her business is a uh, Kayla tutoring business. It's called Bookworms Unite. So um, if you need tutoring for your children, if you're in the Detroit area, um, give her a call or go to her website. Her website for Bookworms Unite is uh, www.bookwormsunite.com. That's www.bookwormsunite.com. And then her and her fiance, which is Torian Hollins, um, they both have a business. It's Torian and Kayla Wholesale Business, Holland Investment. Um, they're looking for cash buyers, so they're into uh, getting into the real estate. So, you know, give a shout yes. out to them if you're looking for that. And um, JT Studios is my other daughter's business. Okay. Courtney Davis, that's her and her fiance's business. His name is Javante Tubbs. He does photographs. 
absolutely wonderful photographer. If you're in the Detroit area, you're looking for photos, you can go to his Instagram page. It is called JT Studios. Um, you won't be disappointed. Last mm -hmm. but not least, I have to shout out uh, Diamond Designs Beauty School. They are a school that does cosmetology. If you're looking to get into cosmetology, um, definitely check them out. They're at 3300 East Jefferson Avenue, Suite 450, Detroit, Michigan, 48207. Or you can reach them at 313-974-6164. And that's Diamond Design School. So definitely um, everyone that I've mentioned, you know, looking yes. t-shirts, photos, cosmetology, uh, definitely um, reach out to them if you're in the Detroit or the Michigan area. And I promise you won't be disappointed. So yes, amen. So listen, y'all, let's let's reach out, let's support our um, businesses and help the young people. Amen. They they're um, working their way to the top, <laughs> being successful. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing because they could be doing anything else, but because of a praying mother, amen, they have started their business and we pray the blessings of God on their business that it would be successful. They would have divine increase. They would be connected to the right people, the right businesses, and their business will expand. God will bring an expansion to their business all over the nation, all over the country, all over the world. Amen. So we, we speak increase over that, over all those businesses that she named, because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that's within us. Yeah. So, amen. We thank the Lord for you. And I want to give a shout out to <clears throat> Anita Riley. She said, if you wait and depend on God, he will give you a good and godly husband. I am a living witness of it. So she is a living witness that God will give you a good husband. I'm trying to give shout outs here to different people. Um, amen. Um, shout out to my, I want to say to my aunt, um, excuse me, y'all, my throat. Um, my aunt, Wilhelmina Robinson, God bless you, auntie. Thank you for tuning in with us. We love you. And once again, to my wonderful anointed man of God, my husband, Apostle Thomas, thank you for just standing up here with us, Apostle, and just giving us um, your words. He said, genuine agape love will heal the deepest pain and hurt and make you whole. <laughs> okay. He put, my wife is a tremendous blessing to me and the body of Christ. I didn't, I didn't know he was gonna put that, but I, I wasn't gonna read it, but <laughs> he know who I am. But uh, thank the Lord for him, amen. And also thank the Lord for all those that have tuned in. Now, if you um, got a gift, please inbox me your address and inbox me what the gift was so I can, I think I have it in the comments, but inbox me what the gift was and inbox me your address and uh, woman of God, you inbox me your address as well, amen, because I'm going to send you something as well. <laughs> God, yes, God bless you. And so, amen, we just want to thank the Lord 
for this woman of God. Thank you all for tuning in. Listen, y'all share it. And all those who are looking at the replay share it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we want to thank our special guest, Sharon Love. Listen at the last name, Sharon Love. Amen. Sharon Love, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. We thank the Lord for our story. Now, listen, she also have a page that she um, have that she would like to um, look, woman of God, I want you to talk about your page. I don't want to talk about it. I want you to give the information. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Apostle. Um, so my page is, I'm going to make sure I give all of the right information. So it's something, so this is something God has put on my heart for a yes. long time. And it, it was um, actually prophesied to me, like, you know, this is something that you will be doing because of what I've been through. And I, I see my family and my mom go through it. So my page is abused women. How did you overcome? Yes. So I, I made this page because the one, the one of the scriptures in the Bible, and I, and I mentioned it earlier, is we overcome by the power mm -hmm. of our testimony. So mm -hmm. it is abused women. How did you overcome? You can find it on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I do ask you to answer some questions before um, you're accepted because I want to make sure genuine people is coming into my group. But it's really a group to encourage women, to uplift women who have been in abusive relationships who, or who are still in abusive relationships to help encourage you, to uplift you, to know that God has something better and you do not have to stay in that place. Or if you got out of it, you know, share your story. Share your story. You know, yes. tell somebody else how you got out of, out mm -hmm. of it because you can be a blessing to somebody else. You know, the one thing we are, we are the 67th epistle. Yes. So we are that walking book. God see people through us. So yes. God has, and especially if, if you're a God-free woman or God-free man, me and you're invited to my page as well. It's just not yes. um, Share your story because through the blessing of your story, you can touch somebody. My story is not your story. So your story might can touch people that I can't touch. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, Abuse women, how'd you overcome? You know, come join my group on Facebook and we just there to upcourage and uplift uh, all to the glory of God, you know, so we can make this journey all together. We got one yes. mission not to make it to heaven, but while we're here on this earth, we want to make sure that we're fruitful, we're happy, blessed, and living in peace. So that's that that's what my passion is. So um come on over, come on over. Yes. You're love and um let's encourage one another and Tell our story. Don't 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 be quiet. Speak up. Yes. So you can bless somebody else, you know? Yes. Amen. And so listen, Anita Riley, Anita Riley, Anita Riley. I want you to uh inbox me your address because I want to send you a gift. Okay. Anita Riley. Anita Riley. Inbox me your address if you are still on the live inbox me your address i want to send you a gift as well and listen we want to thank you all for just tuning in and some of y'all stay with us from the beginning to the end thank you for tuning in and we pray that it inspired you encouraged you enlightened you gave you some information 
what the signs to look for, how to escape, um, what God can do for you after you come out, how he can heal you, how he can still bless you, bless you with a spouse, with a husband, with a wife. He can still do it even though you've been through um, a situation that seemed to tear you down and just um, mess with your self-esteem because that's one thing that it does as well. It tear down your self-esteem, how you look at yourself and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So, amen. We thank the Lord for Sister Sharon, woman of God, sharing love. And uh, woman of God, I'm not an apostle, but I am an evangelist. Oh, evangelist, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it's okay. <laughs> you are called. Amen, amen. But amen, we thank the Lord for you. But I, I understand. Yes, ma'am. My husband is an apostle. I'm an evangelist. Why? Your husband is the apostle. Amen. Yes. Amen. So Amen. We thank you for coming and joining us. And my husband said, uh, thank you for your transparency. Amen. And transparency is needed to help heal other people. Transparency and honesty. That's the preacher's first sermon. He or she must become transparent, so genuine that healing can manifest. And you are transparent, and so people can be healed through your transparency and heal um, from the hurt. And you know that's what people are looking for. You know, we look we looking for the real testimony. Like some, uh, my husband says sometimes, not that church testimony. I'm talking about that real testimony that don't nobody know that you are you afraid to tell, that you ashamed to tell. Tell that real testimony. What happened? You know, and that way you are transparent, and God can heal other people through your transparency. And they be, oh, she went through that. I did too. Okay, I can overcome this. So thank you again woman of god we were blessed by your presence and we thank you and and hopefully i you know i want to have you to come back amen and you know share share your story again and you know man we may talk about the same or we may talk about it on another level but i just love your spirit i love you thank you so much i just enjoyed our conversation on the phone i just enjoyed this uh live right here it's just a wonderful it's just a blessing and thank you so much for just agreeing to come on the podcast and the broadcast with us and we are just excited and delighted to have met you now listen people y'all need to go over to her page to the page abuse women how did you overcome? Now, listen, you might want to give some information, but then you might want to read some to see how other people overcame, and it may help you even more. So, amen. We thank the Lord for you, woman of God. And so we're going to close out. So, amen. We thank you for all for tuning in to another episode of the Struggles, Strength, and Success Podcast. I am your host, Evangelist Sharon Thomas, and we were delighted to have Sharon Love all the way from Detroit, Michigan, telling her testimony of how she survived. You need to look at somebody and say, I survived. Amen. I survived. Amen. It didn't kill me. It just made me stronger. So, amen. Thank you all on Facebook for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful night in the kingdom of God. God bless you.